0: Happy New Year to every single jambo out there, unless your name is Christoph Ferrer. My name is Jarvie, and I'm joined once again this week by Simon, Cameron, Hammy and Taddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Well, what a fucking shite year that was, boys. <laughs> well, happy New Year to you. Um, I-, I asked you earlier uh, to describe 2020 as a movie title uh, from a Hearts fan's perspective, either a moment or at the full year in summary. Uh, Paddy, what did you come up with?
1: Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly.
0: What is the good?
1: That's our top of the championship. <laughs> That's...
0: <laughs> That's low standards. like I know. <laughs> That's what
1: we've got at the moment. It's where we are. <laughs> Fuck the SFA.
0: That's better. The same Paddy's continued into 2021. Uh, Cameron, what about yourself?
2: Uh, happy New Year. I'm going to go with um, the land before time. So, in a a land a long time ago where dinosaurs roamed, there was the SPFL.
0: (laughs) I remember those better times when a man called Craig Levine was in control of the club. We were never in this state. Never got... Uh, Simon yourself uh, I'm going to go
3: international and I'm going to say parasite <laughs> <laughs> um, it works on many levels the, the club <laughs> essentially being a parasite to the fans and many of the players in the team being a parasite to the club
1: and Craig Levine's a parasite <laughs>
0: everyone's <laughs> a parasite yeah <laughs> nice I like it
4: uh, Hami, yourself um, mines is the hangover, just because every time I watch Hearts, I feel like I've got a fucking hangover at the moment. Um, <laughs> or, or I guess when Hearts play, I feel like I need a drink, and that leads to a hangover. Or even a lot of the games I missed last season because I just blamed it on a hangover because I could be bored gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was my year. Nice. I I seem
0: to I didn't understand my own question because I just came up with that cold night in Paisley. Um, the movie <laughs> title. Oh, so you what it does to make up a film? <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> it must have been the way I asked it, but there you go. That that cold night in Paisley. So that, the, a- the, the,
2: the way you asked it, being if the year was a film, what film would it be? Aye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, I would say I was busy, but I've done absolutely fuck all today. Long live Scottish bank holidays, purely designed for hangovers. Um, Speaking of hangovers, Cameron, you've been uh, especially surprised by the new glorious sponsor of the Scottish Football Premiership. Yes, the Glens Vodka Premier League. What do you make of that?
2: Um, I mean, it's it's unbelievably fitting, isn't it? We've We've, we've went full circle and and here we are, sponsored by something you would drink in the park mixed with diluting juice when you were 16 years old. So, um, <laughs> long live Scottish football.
0: Uh, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, how tin pot are we?
2: 20. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, I've may... just,
3: sorry, I've just realised that the Lohman Group is actually uh, um, the owner of Glen's Vodka. Yeah. So, it could be loads of other different. It didn't. It could just be um, Glen Scotia, that whiskey that we've all heard of. you <laughs> heard of that? Could could be a gin. So, we're lucky it's Glen's Vodka, to be honest. At least we've all had it. Yeah.
0: They, they should have called it the Loch Lomans Group Premier League. That would have sounded much better.
3: Ah, if they just called it the Loch Loman Premier
0: League.
1: I Very but, West Coast
0: biased, though. Already <laughs> is. <laughs> I know. It would be quite fitting. Um, Hammy a couple of Hearts players have caught the Covid over winter Um, it's all been a bit cloak and dagger revealing who it is before immediately two hours later the team sheets come out and it's glaringly <laughs> obvious <laughs> what have you made of all that
4: eh, I think it was bound to happen Um, I imagine I'd say I imagine I could say with like utmost certainty that majority of clubs in the lower leagues have got players that have had it they just do not test so we're the only fuckers that are testing at the moment so to come away with only Two players who have been able to self isolate, not come into contact with anybody else, it's all right. We've done all right.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's been suspected that it was Ginelli for the what game was it? The Arbroath game. Yeah, with the boys and Arbroath, wasn't it? Uh, and then Michael Smith missing the Dundee game. There, um we've seen some players. Chelsea have blamed COVID on Havertz shit for him. I think it's just because he's shit, but. Um, <laughs> We have seen players apparently affected by the long-term effect of COVID. So hopefully they both recover since they're probably two of our what, top three or four best players. Couldn't, he, couldn't he have happened to a worst couple out of the squad. Eh? Uh, COVID seems to be immune to shitty centre-backs. And Elliot Freer. <laughs> Elliot Freer. <laughs> um, Simon. The, and I quote former one of fucked that right up <laughs> <laughs> and I quote best young player in Europe best young player in Europe oh, fucking hell Leon Dempster once said that Oli Shaw was one of the best young players in Europe and he came back to Haunt Hibs last week with a goal and an assist under Yogi Hughes also coming back to Haunt Hibs uh, looking at the Premier League table now uh, who do you think we'll be trading places with in the summer should we get promoted <laughs> Could you uh,
3: let me just get the table up because that's how much attention uh, I think I hope it's Hamilton Hamilton have, have been deserving to come round for a very long time but ultimately obviously I'd hope it would be like someone like St Mirren
0: yeah St Mirren but, flying but aye, exactly aye. Uh, Hamilton are like cockroaches not to go down I bet they're immune to Covid as well <laughs> um, and Simon Steven Robinson has left Motherwell after a, a really really bad run of games for them uh, a manager I have said publicly many times I wish came in instead of Nielsen and Stendhal before him um, what do you make of that and can we just get him in for Nielsen now <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad
3: we never went Mom. personally oh, yeah.
0: I maybe would have taken
3: him at the time we took Stendel. knowing what we know now
0: yeah but ultimately I think uh, I think Robin Nielsen's the right man right now fair play I'll, uh, it's so easy to say in hindsight but I reckon if um, Robinson came in we wouldn't have been relegated
3: I, I mean I, it's so difficult to say there were so many disappointing results under Stendhal that it kind of masks the good results the good results sorry mask mm. the bad results
0: Right.
3: like that, that game against St Mirren the, the last game before with fans in was absolutely shocking
0: mm-hmm. it was that's how you start a, a new year on a Nope. it only gets worse, keep listening keep listening <laughs> um, Paddy, over to the transfer centre um, for you in fact first Tammy we'll go to you because you gave us a big name shout uh, earlier in the week, it was uh, after Osmond Sol's Boxing Day hat trick you said we should get them
4: signed for the rest of the season. You stand by that, um, right? In my defence, I was steaming right on Boxing Day <laughs> and Christmas Day, actually. But every day, to be honest, right, Osman. So I think this was just after boys had got injured, um, or we went off. I can't really remember. My days are everywhere, and. The fact no, that we've right. currently have only got White White, and Naismith playing up front. Osmond, so, scoring hard six, scoring goal. I think he scored four or five this season. He is a bit of a sick note, but a six-month deal if we can get him. We know what he can do in the Championship. He played well. Um pff, aye, I'd take him. I don't think we'll get him, though, sadly.
0: Hmm. Should go for that Dooku as well at uh, Rave Roberts, He's been flying. this I'm sure Nielsen will keep an eye on the boys. Osmond was so bad against us at the start of the season, but he seems to have got back up to match sharpness now. I'm
3: Um, over signing ex harts players. I'm now going to take up a policy where I do not want to ever sign an ex harts player.
0: (laughs) I've got good news for you
3: there. Good, good fucking sick it man we need to change our transfer strategy we need to start going for younger players that we can sell to Celtic or Rangers when they get good enough (laughs) we just need to bite the bullet and say that's our level we need to stop buying like 30 year old strikers who are no interest in playing for hearts but they're going to pay them
0: Uh, on that note speaking of has been shitey midfielders Paddy let's talk about who's going out the door Robbie Nielsen has publicly said that he is doing his absolute utmost to get Lloyd to move out by any means possible this window. Are you happy with that?
1: I, uh, because he's going to be on massive money, and he's still got two and a half years left of the four-year deal that Craig Levine gave him. No. Um, but I can't wait to see the back of him.
3: <laughs>
1: be a I honestly,
3: day. don't see how we move him on without taking a hit. I know. We're going to have to pay yeah. some of his wages, probably.
0: Yeah, aye, 100%. Um, another I feel like has is a bit harsh on this man, but Bobby's Lamal, Paddy, uh, he's been told to go and find the new club this window as well.
1: I am fine with that.
0: Um, like,
3: he's
1: third choice at the moment, isn't he? So yeah, I, I, I still really don't understand having a third choice keeper in the championship. Just play one of the younger boys.
0: Aye. I'm sure Harry Stone can get recalled from his loan if anything you know happened. But the COVID's always a concern. You know, these two keepers be training close together. If one of them gets it, it's a good chance both keepers will get the COVID. A bit mm. concerning. But
3: I've seen what so. happened was it St. Minnan earlier in the year and they had
0: to actually take Bobby. Yep, right enough. Hi. There you go. That was the the perfect accidental link. <laughs> um Simon Lewis Moore was on the bench on, um, I have no idea what day it is today, on Saturday when we played <laughs> Dundee. Um, but he's been told he's. Uh, well, it's been said that he could be leaving this month on loan or maybe even permanently. Um, there's been a, a massive call, for Justice for Moore, to get him back in the starting 11 since we have shit or no wingers. Um, what do you, Jave, you
1: see the Justice for Moore thing? Is this a Twitter thing?
0: Yes. Oh, uh,
1: they always work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think it's a bit of an odd one. Like, I've never, I've never seen much of Lewis Moore, but whenever I have seen him, I mean, he's obviously had bad games, but he's a young player, so he's gonna, he's always looked up for it, and he's always looked like he does have the ability, and he can develop, and you can see clear areas where he needs to improve. But understanding that and being able to do it, thinks that why don't we keep him? But I don't know. I don't know why he's not getting a chance. Um, We don't see what happens in training. We don't see the sort of, that we forget that it is a job and sometimes people just don't fancy people in certain positions. And maybe just doesn't fit in with Nielsen's plans, but I don't know why we would sell him, especially when he is a winger and we have almost none. We have Josh Gianelli
0: and that's it. Agreed. Agreed entirely. Justice for Moore. Hear that, Paddy. Hashtag justice for Moore. Get involved. (laughs) Um, Cameron, before we go on to speak about completely uneducated and pure speculation uh, transfer incomings, um, after the the three games over Christmas and New Year, what do you think we need to focus on? Is it wingers? Is it centre-backs? What's Nielsen doing?
2: I think it's... it's Pretty glaringly obvious, probably to everybody, that it's centre back. We've had a problem there all season, and we continue to have a problem there, and we probably will do while we have the personnel that we do playing in those positions. So, I mean, it's probably the worst place in, on the park to change mid season, but I'd like to see us maybe bring in somebody that can play in there and just give us a bit of stability.
0: And the centre midfield? Centre back. I'll send her back, I just going to say. That's a, a, a big shout. I, I'm sure everyone would agree with you. And we will come on to speak about Mr Christoph Berra at length <laughs> soon. Um, Hamme, to go through some of these rumours with you, um, the big bad wolf Eamon Brophy um, from Kilmarnock is available on a pre-contract now. He's been linked with Hearts. He's also been linked with Hibs, St Midden, some teams down south. Um what do you make of Brophy, and what do you reckon of the chances of him coming to Hearts?
4: Even Brophy seems to be one of these names that's been hanging about for forever. He seems to have always played here, but I'm just looking now. He's only 24 years old. I yeah. Honestly, would have said he was a lot older. He's, he seems to have been highly rated. at Kelly, 100 appearances, 29 goals for a for a midfielder striker. He says here.
0: Centre her forward, yeah. Hi. Um, for
4: Scotland. Five foot nine. <laughs>
0: Small he's only striker. five foot nine. Well, Cameron, there's a chance to you, son.
4: <laughs> um, I I would take him. He's, he's an, a name that I recognise that seems to have done well. So, yeah, I'd take anything up front at the moment. Five foot nine strikers are hopefully a, a bit of a poacher, which we don't seem to have had in years or anywhere a good one. So, mm-hmm. I, I'd take that. I, I do think you would need to sign... Somebody else to play up top with him though, maybe an Osman. So I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, there, there's some other rumours here as well for you,
0: Hami. Um, they're all kind of similar in vein, really. Former Celtic Dundee United and Aberdeen ace, Gary Mackay Stephen, as leaving Ronnie Dylas, New York. <laughs> um, well, he's been heavily linked with a return to, to Aberdeen, which seems like a very Aberdeen signing. But he's a Pacey creative winger um, who can also put them away. He, he, would, he would be exactly what we need. Um, what do you reckon he, our chances he, are bringing him in?
2: You say he could put them away. He scored three goals in his
0: current club. <laughs> <laughs> he's only been there for one season. Can he play
2: centre, 35 games, three goals. His previous stint at Aberdeen, 51 games, nine goals. Celtic, 46 games, eight goals. And so it's, it's fine. I think he's
3: he falls into the other category of, are we ever going to get the money that worth that we're going to have to pay him, and are we going to be able to sell him on? That's what that's the two questions that I'd be looking at if I was the sporting director or whatever whoever's dealing with that at Hearts. Mm-hmm. Joel Savage. Aye, I think I think Gary McKay Stevens is a great player. He's been great. He's probably underachieved with the talent that he's had. Yeah. I don't want to really anywhere near Hearts. So I think it's just another player who comes in, takes up a lot of wage minimal impact at best maybe two or three games, couple of clips on Twitter oh wow, look at this for Gary McKay-Steven, cool, whatever, see you later
2: <laughs>
0: Plus the
3: fact he'll probably fall in the canal and have to get rescued
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, That's the type of character you want at the club, but <laughs> so He ran out of nightclub into the river in Glasgow, uh, absolutely bonkers story that Aye, um, I, I know where you're coming from with that, Simon. It's a fair point. What? It's Cameron. Since you've clearly got Wikipedia open, what age is he?
3: He's thirty. Fair I point. get oh, He's an that. old man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's finished. It's finished. Um, looking at available players, which I personally am trying to link to Hearts, um, Jordan Jones is a favourite at Rangers, uh, especially after breaching uh, COVID, going partying basically. Um, he wasn't in the in the squad anyway. Um, I think he would be an ideal sign-in. What do you think, Cameron?
2: Well, uh, he's 26, so... um <laughs> <No>. fits...
0: <laughs> Just <laughs> a wee laddie.
2: Fits that criteria. <laughs> I, I mean, this is not going to happen, so I'm not going to bother.
3: I think he's a good enough player, but
0: I don't know. I don't think it'll happen either. Uh, I thought Jordan Jones was phenomenal when he was at Killy. Like, um I think we'd be lucky to get him and we should go and get him Nielsen um, <clears throat> his fellow anti-masker friend from Rangers the fridge George Edmondson um, is exactly down the same lines Fellow out of favour he's about the fifth or sixth choice centre back at Rangers he's young um, but he's put in some brilliant performances for them um, that's another big shout from me to you Mr Nielsen get him on loan until the end of the season and get better to fuck <laughs> Uh, there's been other rumours just to quickly blast through it. Um, Greg Stewart, uh, another former Rangers man, but he's another 30-year-old striker. He's not that fast. He's really, if you think um, Gary Mackay Stevens record's bad, you should have a look at his goal scoring record. Um, he's barely scored a goal in his career. But there you go, he's <laughs> uh, he's genuinely linked to hearts. He's on over six grand a week at Rangers. So if he comes to hearts, he's probably going to be on three or four. Aye, that can get to fucking all. Nope. I know. But it's a very <laughs> it's a very heart sign in that. Oh, aye, that reeks of heart. Mm-hmm. So we can look forward to Greg Stewart scoring four goals in the Premier League next season in 30 games.
3: Jarve. I think that'll fucking make him join top school scorer based on the last time we were in the Premier League.
0: We <laughs> can Aye. But <Craig> aye. <laughs> yes, Paddy.
3: You haven't mentioned Diego
1: Costa.
0: Oh... Oh, he's a free
1: agent he's a free agent I don't know if he's in Edinburgh or not but he is a free agent it's
0: funny you say that Paddy I did think I saw a big uh, a big Spanish uh, oh, Brazilian ah he's Brazilian I thought I did see a big Brazilian man in Salkton Park earlier walking a dog you know I mean to <laughs> be fair we're really
3: going to struggle with these bloody Brexit Aye. <laughs> Aye.
2: For, for clarity he's uh, 32 so he's out the window
0: <laughs> <laughs> Simon and Hammy, um there was some words from kickback earlier in the week that we were signing some massive target man. And Simon, you done some research into who this may be with uh, with little details that were available. Talk us through what happened here, boys. What's this?
3: So, Hammy came with a uh, a little nugget like he'd been mining for gold in the ever reliable forum of Jambos <laughs> Kickback saying that Almost guaranteed, we are signing an out of contract. Now, let me remember the parameters: an out of contract, six foot five, 22 year old striker from England. Yep. Right. So I scoured who was all out of contract in League One and the Championship. And nothing. So we got to <laughs> we got to League Two where. I'm going to read his full name Elijah Analuwapo Alufenferiwemi Uluwatomi Uluwalana Ayomikulehin Adebayo. Now, I'm sorry if I absolutely butchered that, but that (laughs) sound is is quite good. That name is absolutely phenomenal. Right. So, anyway, Elijah Adebayo. And he came through at Fulham and he's not really done much, but he seems to be hitting a good stride at Walsall in League Two. Now, he's the only striker who I could find who is was, he's six foot four, but he's 22 and he's out of contract in the summer. So, That's to be him. he's got eight goals in his last two seasons, eight league goals, eight in each league. That uh, sounds campaign. like a
4: heart striker. Yep.
3: <laughs> to be fair, that sounds better than most heart strikers we, we get we get in. So, if it is him, I'd be absolutely buzzing. He seems like he's got good pedigree and he seems like he's all right, but he's never coming, obviously. This guy's <laughs> never, never heard the hearts, never
0: will. <laughs> you never know. It's just so such specific information to share on a forum. I know. Like, where does that come from? Me? Eh? They've definitely been doing FIFA transfers, like changing the settings. <laughs> just being like, right.
3: Who could I get?
0: <laughs> well, that wraps up all the transfer news for now. I'm sure it will grow with arms and legs as the weeks go on through January. Um, Cameron we'll now go over to you for something new which we're calling this week in hearts
2: oh shit Um... (laughs) so yes a new segment for the new year and we'll see how long it lasts but um, I I got a a Christmas present a lovely Christmas present actually um, which was a book called hearts on this day by a gentleman named Steve Weddle Um, came out Four years ago, so I'd I'd give him a shout out there if if anyone wants to go and get it. It's great. It's full of Hearts Facts and there's a a fact for every day. And what I'll do is I'll give you the 4th of January. So that's when we're recording. So the 4th of January 1992. Hearts 1-2-1 against Celtic. Uh, Unbelievable, unbelievable.
0: (laughs) What a day. (laughs)
2: <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> this, this put us too clear at the top. Um, there was real hope at this point that uh, we could we could go on and, and win the title. Uh, Scott or Steve goes on to, to give great detail on the game, but what I will say is the, the end of it is typical hearts in that we win at 2 1, 7,000 travel and support go berserk. Sadly, this proved a false dawn as a week later, Topspot was relinquished to Rangers after Aberdeen pumped us 4-0 at Tyne Castle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've on to, this day.
3: I've started to think that uh, being a Hearts fan is pretty much just like your hope just being killed at every time. Yep, I feel like every story we get for everyone older than us and everyone you read, it's just just moments of just fucking it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> being a Hearts fan is 2020,
3: but every year. <laughs> and you know what right in the rivalry that we're part of in Edinburgh we're not the embarrassment
4: <laughs>
3: I that love. speaks volumes
2: well you mentioned it I read it, I read it on the second and the, the one that he has in the book for the second well there's, there's three but the one that stood out is the, the four all game the, the Graham oh, Weir yeah. and <laughs> only, only in an Edinburgh derby would that, would
0: that be possible aye how many seconds did he score two? It was like uh, forty-two
2: seconds. It's crazy, yeah? <laughs> But they—they'd they'd scored two, and I think it's the 89th and ninety-first to, to go four-two up, and then let us score another two make it four. Oh, up.
3: imagine how buzzing they were! That's so good <laughs> one, that they would be so gutted. Because <laughs> if you score one in like the 89th minute to go three-two up, you're like, yes, just see it—we've done it. If you score another in the ninety-first minute to go four-two up, you're—you're you're getting complacent. And you're like. Fuck it, you can relax now. Mm-hmm. Heartbreak Hotel.
0: <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> well, thank you, Cameron. Okay, to start covering off the games since we last recorded um, Heart's Air on Boxing Day, we came out on top 5 3 and one of the strangest games I've ever seen in my life. Um, we were winning 1-0 at half time after Stephen Kingsley's goal before going 2-1 down by the 60th minute mark. Uh, Hamme, Craig Whiting came on, the super sub, scored two and set up one with Ollie Lee and Liam Boyce getting on the score sheet. So there were seven goals in the second half. Um, what did you make it f- make of it all, if you can remember? It seems like a lifetime ago.
4: Um, I remember when we went 2-1 down, I was furious and just gone, right, here it is, we're going to completely capitulate and then we just turned into like Barcelona it was brilliant Um, yeah Craig and looked great even Liam Boyce up front as well we just seemed to play with a much better tempo Um, but at the same time going 2-1 down you know at home as well is obviously it's not a good sign we managed to you know end up scoring another four goals after that and then Berra himself playing as left winger and I'm pretty <laughs> sure he assisted the, one of the last goals or something it was yeah. a pretty decent assist actually Um, mm. he'll, he'll never ever do that again um, Hopefully and not. it was complete fluke but <laughs> it, must, it must have been taking tips with Christopher Ayer <laughs> it was, but, but to be honest all in all it was actually a, a good game to watch once
0: we took the lead, once it we went 3 2. I think it was some of the best football we've played all season. Yeah. It's just typical hearts to go 2-1 down there It was just crazy. Um, but we're still unbeaten at home. Unbeaten since what was it, February. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> um, and we continued, uh, forgetting we played at home right after uh Hearts are both three-one on the 29th. Um, Hammy, just to continue with you so we can battle through this and get to Dundee and speak about Christoph Bera. A first half six-minute hat-trick for Stephen Naismith. Um, first player to get two hat-tricks for the club since Sir Rudolph Skatchel done it. Um,
4: mad. That's mad, that. Just shows
3: you.
0: I know, I know. Um... Hammy Liam Boyce picked up a non-contact injury, uh, going on to miss the Dundee game as well. I haven't seen any news on the severity of
4: se- severity of it. Have you? No, I've not seen anything. The, the, you know, they the, seen non-contact injuries when players just fall. It always gives me the fear because it's usually yeah. like a ligament or you know something really quite nasty and. Um, he could be a big miss. And like I said earlier, with really just white and I think Henderson made an appearance against Dundee. Yeah, It's not, we're well, not exactly graceful of options. So hopefully it's not as bad as I hope. The game itself, we seem to go 3-0 up very quickly and we really just sort of went into cruise mode after that. Mm-hmm. Um, the penalty Andy Irvin gave away was just, it was just stupid. Um, a bit like Bears in the semi-final it was just, he didn't need to do what he did he was trying to take a touch inside the box and nah, I mean if it's there you just get rid of it, that's just naivety he's a young player though so
0: right. Right, bang on hopefully for our bets sake Simon Liam Boyce is ok when you want him to miss 5 games I know because if he misses that many it's, it's done yeah probably a good thing for me mate <laughs>
4: <laughs> so,
0: we'll, we'll see um, and Simon now we move on to Hearts away to Dundee um, on January the 2nd a 3-1 defeat do you want to talk us through um, what formation tactics line up it's probably quite easy to sum up the first half in a word but when you go
3: <laughs> aye so it was it was just a usual we've kind of moved to sort of like a a fluid diamond, so the players either side of um, Peter Haring in this case were Oli Lee and Andy Halday. They sort of flanked um, Peter Haring in the centre, but it was like a 4-3-2-1 pretty much, as as we always have been, but with a um, sort of fluid diamond. Uh, Whiten started, thought he was absolutely fucking anonymous in the, the, uh, the almost the hour that he played, and these are the problems that we always have. I mean, I'm going to be fair. Everyone was pretty shite. Um, I think there was a challenge the first couple of minutes we were talking about earlier, where it could have been a red and whatever, but it just seemed like Dundee were dead up for it. And that just laid down a marker and that kind of put an energy through it. And Hearts kind of thought, oh, we'll turn up, we'll win this, no bother, and then we can just boost back game. And at no point, I don't think throughout the first half, especially, did they ever think they were actually going to lose that game? No, I never thought they were going to lose that game either. <laughs> it was, it was a, It's a mentality thing with hearts, and we've seen it for, I'd say, three now, three years now. It's really visible that the players and the type of players that we have really love to showcase their abilities against bigger teams and bigger games, and they show up for these games, but it's almost like they can't be arsed or they don't have the professionalism to turn up for teams like Dundee. Now, Dundee away at this time of the season is an important game. It shouldn't be like they're not turning up, but they're not. Yeah. And we've seen it. We've conceded five goals in three games over the Christmas period. And two of those games were at home. Mm-hmm. It's just not good enough. It, it it's really highlights how bad our defence is. But I do think the players in front of the defence, especially against Dundee, haven't been good enough at defensively either.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. It should have been treated as a must-win match. Um, What do you think, Simon, that Nielsen's been criticised ever since he went into management for how negative he plays his football, um, and especially away from home. And uh, it's definitely shown here, even in the Championship, where you'd think we should be going anywhere in the Championship, including Dundee, and just attacking and winning games comfortably. Yeah, I've seen him play, you know, regardless of how we've set up, we've we've started there with three recognised holding midfielders. What what do you think is he going to change his ways if we had a stronger squad, or do you think this is just Nielsen's bread and butter from learning from Levine?
3: I don't mind him playing a four a four in defence and playing like two or three holding mids if it's like a fluid and one of them's going to push while two of them sit. The problem for me is there's absolutely no link to the strikers from that midfield, and Andy Irvin does it well, but he's the only one, and it shouldn't be on a 20, 21 year old to old he is now to be making that link. Mm. I, I say Whiting was anonymous, but it, and it is partly his fault, but also there was no one anywhere near him whenever he was... And he's never going to hold the ball up, so we were putting these long balls down. And what were we expecting him to do? Yeah. Right. Like we'll Liam Fontaine's that. like six foot five. Mm-hmm. Every time the ball's in the air, bush, see a later, that's it done. Right. And they were just coming right back on us. So we need to get the ball on the ground. We need to start linking our midfield to our attack, and it'll bring everyone in the game. And it just... It makes your defence, it's so cliche, but it makes your defence better. Attacking is the best form of defence. If you're in their half of the ball, they're not going to be able to get many shots away.
0: Mm-hmm. And I actually made Liam Fontaine look like a good footballer. Yeah, he looked good. I was like, I'd take him over better. But I would never, <laughs> ever, Same.
3: ever do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is appalling. But like you said, what, what chance has Craig Whiting got? Mm-hmm. Um, Hammy, at the start of the season we done our predictions and you picked Jamie Brandon for your young player of the season. And he finally (laughs) got a start at the weekend. Uh, To be fair to him, he actually played quite well.
4: Yeah, he did. I think I sort of done this on the caveat that we we were never going to be able to keep Michael Smith. Yeah, he's still here. So, but um, no, he did. He played well. He saw Smith's out with the COVID um, and I have seen some murmurings on the, the social medias that, an option just to get rid of better would be to play Michael Smith at the back and continue playing Brandon at right back, which I wouldn't necessarily be against. I hate playing players out of position. I think Michael Smith's the best right back at the club playing right back, but we are really bad at the back at the moment, like seriously bad. Um, I'm sure we'll get onto it, but Brandon had a good game. Not again, nobody really played well and, uh, an entirety of the Hearts team, so he done fine, but you can only play with what's around you, and it's not very good at the moment.
0: Aye. um, Paddy, a word on Craig Halkett. Um, he's not kind of shying away from criticism himself. He's been quite anonymous and kind of doing as little as better has been. What What do you think of Craig Halkett? Do you think he's actually good enough to be playing? in the Premier League for Hearts, or do you think we did a, a completely new pairing at the back?
1: I, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but Craig Alkut's the sort of centre-back that you need to play somebody good with him for him to be good. So, hmm. like, playing him next to Berra, like, I, I, I don't think Berra should have been playing all season. I know is not good, but I think he's better than what Berra offers at the moment.
0: Yeah. Well, what, what do you think, Paddy? I mean... It's glaringly obvious to everyone how bad Bera is at the moment, how out of form he is. Then, I mean, what is Nielsen seeing from Popescu? Like, how bad is Popescu in training to not be getting a start at the moment?
1: No, well, I, I can't really answer that because I don't see Popescu in training. But, like, he must be awful if Bera still getting a start, or, or it's just jobs for the boys at the moment, which it yeah. looks like.
3: It feels a wee bit that. It feels like you can justify starting better because you go, oh, well, he's a leader and he's got this and he knows the game and he's probably spoke to loads of the refs, so they're probably really nice to him and they understand, so you might get a few calls your way because it's Kristoff, but it's getting to the point where you can't think that... Uh, we've seen Popescu play. He's not worse than this. No, no. it's not. No, like,
0: I honestly that he starts. <laughs> that
1: that game on... on whenever we played Dundee you could have been mistaken for thinking Christoph Berra still thought he was a Dundee player the amount of times he passed the ball to other Dundee players Mm -hmm. it was he was fucking atrocious and I have said this for a long time get rid of him like there is no place in football for sentimentality and that is all this is now
0: yeah Cameron take a knife it's time to stick one in let's speak about Berra in a bit more uh, detail um, Char- he was at fault for what two, if not all three goals um, on Saturday. Charlie Adams said after the game that they actually targeted Bera and his vulnerabilities, um, even in the air, which is unbelievable. What, what do you make of it all? Is he is he done?
2: Well, I think it, it certainly seems that way at this point. I don't know how you could say otherwise. I know um, he, he obviously brings a lot to the club, um, and 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 there's stuff we don't see, there's those intangibles there, but the level of play just isn't good enough to, to hold down that starting job at the moment. And you say they targeted him in the air. I think, had I seen the penalty that was given away in the Scottish Cup final, 100% I'd be targeting someone in the air who <laughs> leads
3: with their arms. <laughs> <laughs> also, the week before that, I'm not sure who he played, but I remember he was tracking the ball, missed it, and just fell on the floor, and they scored.
2: So, yeah, yeah. I think at this point... It, we need to move on.
0: Simon, your turn. What do you do if you're Nielsen? Do you, do you realistically drop your, your captain in a legend?
3: Yeah, I love better from the first time round and like I've said before the season. We had this talk before the Scottish Cup. Who would you start? Better Pospisil. Not Pospisil, but <laughs> Betscu. <of> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> and uh I, I was always never really wanting Berra in the squad just because I think today's football it's a lot more athletic. And even in the last like two or three years, you see players who are just athletes are just they've just got to be more athletic. And Berra at his peak was never the most athletic player. He was physical and he was positioning was great. But now that he's sort of lost that little bit of pace that he did have, it's done. Mm-hmm. He, he's not winning any in the air. And that's that was the baseline for Berra. Aye, he might not play well, but he'll win everything. And I'm sure we said it before the Scottish Cup final. He'll yeah, win everything. The in the air. Aye. So, and now that's gone. And he just doesn't seem to be, whether it's confidence, I don't know, but it just doesn't seem to be there for him right now. And I don't think continuing to play him where teams are openly admitting that they're going to target him is a good idea. Like, sure.
1: I'm, I'm the same as Simon. I've got nothing against Crystal Berra. He's been one of our best defenders for the last 20 years, but he has passed it now, and, like, it's getting boring. It really is getting boring watching him play because it's the same mistakes week in, week out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hammy, continued venting, please. You've been awfully
4: quiet. <laughs> I, I've not got a whole lot more to, no. to add, I, really, and I think this really shows up that, you know, Daniel Stendel knew what he was doing with Berra. Yeah. He got absolutely slaughtered for it, but this is now at a lower level and he's still not playing any better. He's, if anything, he's worse, really. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Yeah, the time's come and gone. I'd, uh, for one of the things, if we'd won the Scottish Cup with him and the team, I think it would have been a perfect send-off as well. Sadly, we did, not and now I think we just need to... See, if a player plays this bad, even if he's no... However old Berra is, forty odd or whatever he is, you know, <laughs> know, If a player is playing that badly, you drop him. It's no rocket science. He's not the captain of the team. He's not. Even if there was the captain of the team, you drop a player who's playing badly. Give him a wee rest or something. He looks just knackered, and I think it's just. I think his body's just slowly disintegrating. That's why it's just. yeah get him with the team.
0: It's uh, it reminds me so much of Craig Levine's final year or years at Hearts. The scenario now, I think it's like when Levine should have left after we got beat by Celtic in the cup final a couple of years ago. It's like the same thing now. It's almost like if Bera continues in this form for you know another. Imagine he's still like this by the end of February. He's going to damage his legacy. Perhaps he's going to be yeah. remembered as someone that was causing detriment to the team. And I think it's the same thing that. Someone
3: as successful as Christoph Berra or Craig Levine, because we do forget that to get to that position, it's a really rare thing. So you have to be really driven and, and successful and good at what you do. They're never going to not think they can turn it around. Yeah, they're always going to back themselves, and you have to to get to that point in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you have just got to do the, the the kind thing and take that cow to the back of the back of the field, <laughs> take out the twelve gauge, blow a hole in its head. <laughs>
1: Like, do you know what's even, like, what's more embarrassing is, is, like, what Adam said is we targeted better. It's not like, see if a Celtic player had come out and said that. You almost accept it. They're levels above us at the moment. But it's a fucking Dundee player is targeting better. Hmm. Some horrible wee team in the middle of the Scottish Championship, that their players are targeting better. Like, it's just done.
0: It's embarrassing. Um, <clears throat> to try and uh, finish this a uh, little bit on a bit of a more positive note, Simon, uh, Peter Haring, uh, who got absolutely skinned by the slowest man in Scottish football, Charlie <laughs> Adam, for an assist for Christ's sake. Charlie Adam made him a fucker, eh? <laughs> that was so good. To be fair, Adam, eh, Charlie Adam, he still got it. Oh, aye, definitely. <laughs> Um, well, Harring went off for Andy oven at half time, and Simon, we did play much better in the second half by it's not brain science, just keeping the ball on the deck a bit more.
4: It's not brain science.
0: Do you want me say rocket science? I can say what I want. Brilliant. It's not harsh science.
3: I mean, I suppose brain science is a thing, it's called neuroscience.
0: <laughs> it's not neuroscience. Get <laughs> the ball on the deck.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like we just need to... I think everything changes with uh, the recruitment, and I think the, the the clearly ingrained issues at that club of not having to show up for these games and it being an okay thing has just been drilled into them because there's no other way any other club would let that happen to so consistently over the years. And I know we're doing really well. We're still top of the table. We've only lost two games, blah, blah, blah. But there's been games where we have almost lost and there's been close games where we've needed to sort of turn it on for the last 20 minutes to get through it. And it should never be the case. And I think we need to start signing players with a better age profile and uh, something to prove. And hopefully these results will just change.
0: We've played five different championship teams this season, including the Aloua game in the cup and lost to three of them away from home. Yeah, it's just not
3: good enough. Not good enough at all. Awful. And we're conceding goals in every game. Yeah. They were talking about it before on the coverage for the BBC. They were like, blah, 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 blah. But Hearts they do like to concede a goal. So if it's now right. being talked about on the BBC, the least analytical channel of all. <laughs> then... <laughs>
0: um, Cameron, to finish with you on your favourite subject, goalkeeping. Um, Jack Hamilton had the game of his life uh, now, Jack Hamilton is as hated by Dundee fans as he was or still is by Hearts fans for just being absolutely shite and awful feet. But he <laughs> channelled his inner Oliver Cam in this one. Eh? He was outstanding. I
2: think you just, I mean, you just, you get that at times, don't you? You get, a keeper will just have his day and, and it's the one position where it really stands out like that. The The key at that position, probably more than anywhere on the pitch, maybe apart from centre-back is that consistency piece and I mean it's it's one game so yeah he had a great game that's it
0: Eh, bastard Um, well that was the Dundee defeat we move on but not before we go over to Hammy for out of context jambles kickback talk away and don't talk a lot of
1: So this will be about half an hour of it this week.
4: <laughs> it was. Uh, I've trimmed it down slightly. Um, obviously, after getting beat, it was um, wild. So those are threads started. Just said, Budge out. Happy New Year. Sooner she can plant her arse beside the pye and every other Saturday the better. Not sure what Budge actually does. Take responsibility for it anymore. Somebody says, just the good things, mate. Award award for the orchestra, helping trust a new pitch, community stuff, etc. Teaming up with Hibs on initiatives, moral high ground lending, St Mirren, Bobby, etc. Stuff like that, mate. Agreed. Who urged her to appoint Robbie Nielsen as it's clear from how long it took her to get rid of Levine that she has absolutely no footballing knowledge? Not just a defeat though, was it, mate? The first half performance was one of the worst I have seen in supporting Hearts over 50 years. It was fucking embarrassing, to say the least. They shat their pants as soon as, as that first tackle went in on Naismith. Nielsen out, thought by Jake McPake, says it all, really. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, even for the
3: fucking hyperbole world of Jambles' <laughs> kickback, folks need to calm down. I mean, I know we're annoyed about this, but it's in no way is that the worst half of fo- half of football I've seen for Hearts in the last 50 years. Uh, we were going
0: to beat Dean of Hamilton last year Aye <laughs> That was the worst I've ever
4: seen Aye, last year was the worst, aye Aye, last year was much, much worse um, Again, Buds, it seemed to be usually it's centred on players And Haring got quite a bit of abuse But it was mostly all Budge this week I, I don't really know why um, Not sure how many times I can be asked saying this as long as that woman is in charge of our club, we will always be losers. She is a fucking disaster. Some people just don't realise how lucky we are to have Mrs. Budge at the football club, in my opinion. So it was, it was getting it for both, both ends. Somebody else called her Annie Clue. I don't get that. I don't see we, how this has ended up at fucking Ann Budge's door. Aye, I know. Well, somebody, somebody agreed. Two great crosses from Adam did for us. Don't know. I don't really get that. That's the fine margins of football. How dare Budge allow other teams to sign good players, though? All her fault, again. Sort of what you're saying. The manager picks the team here. I I know. I understand that, and Budge selects the manager. But (sighs) come on. And then there was another thread. Um, Why do players who join us nearly always seem to regress as footballers? I'm struggling to name four or five players who have joined us over the last five years and become better players. Somebody um, put up a few players. He says, Peter Haring, average Austrian second division player, arguably improved significantly. Craig Whiten, arguably grown in confidence and ability. Michael Smith, grown into a Northern Ireland regular at hearts. Josh Janelli, early days, but signs are good. Stephen Kingsley, decent career, but has become essential at Hearts and scoring goals. That's just off the top of his head. Somebody replied, Peter Haring, perhaps. Craig Whiten, that's extremely debatable. In my opinion, he's a terrible player. Starts aren't any better than his Dundee days either. Michael Smith, Smith was already a good player. He was playing for Northern Ireland for a year before he signed for us. Josh Ginelli, really, totally unfounded. He's played two or three good games. Should have won the cup for us as well. Stephen Kingsley, This guy has played in the English Premier League plus 30-40 games in the English Championship. You cannot say he's improved since being at Hearts in the Scottish Championship for a few games. Ridiculous. Somebody else calls this the Demi Mitchell syndrome. Always remember the boy looking like a Rolls Royce of a footballer in his first game. By the time he had finished with him, he was a gibbering wreck who looked as if he was the mere sight of football might provoke a mental breakdown. It's an interesting question. What do we do to them? So, what do we do to the football players that come here? Why do they why can't they perform?
3: This just backs up all the points I was making earlier by saying it's the profile of the players that we're siding. It's the age profile, it's the it's the talent pools that we're going to, it's the, the transfer lack of transfer strategy that we've not had clearly in years where it's oh my god, we might need a player, or we'll just buy some player for some championship. There's no plan, there's no scouting looking into these players thinking would they fit the culture? Would they fit into the formation? Would we be able to make money for them, or would they be worth the money that we're going to pay for them? It's just throw I... money, and hope someone, hope someone's good.
4: What what was said? Um, I can't mind if it was Budge, if it was Levine. I don't know, but they were saying that majority of the players that were getting signed are these thirty-year-old journeymen that were getting signed. The way the way that the contract structure was and the wage structure was that they were all on very high basic salaries and low bonuses, and they were looking to change that because they found that people just came here and got paid really well. You yeah. didn't have to try a leg, because you know you get a, an extra 500 quid for scoring a goal or whatever. So that's not, not in your not contract. It's not brain science. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> yeah. How did it take them
1: that long to figure that out? I don't
4: know. It's mad. Um, and apparently that's completely different from all other clubs in the SBL. It's only us that seem to do that. And you wonder why we got relegated signing. And don't get me wrong, Eddie White's had a good season this season, but we're going out and signing players like Eddie White. Yeah. That's...
3: We should be identifying problems two or three years from now, like position problems and stuff, and signing players for then, not and signing so- players the
4: transfers, the summer of the year that you realise you've got no fucking players. And that thing is, we just, that's, you know, like you said, that's the, the issue and the problem we've been having for years now. Um, and it's never getting addressed. And you've got to hope that the new sort of sporting director that we've got in might savage, isn't it? He might try and remedy some of this. And you know what fucking kills me even more
3: The team that are probably doing it the best outside of Celtic right now in the Premier League are Hibs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They've just made another good sign-in Chris Cadden. Yeah. 40 today, that's some signing
4: but no we'll go out and sign some, this some some uh, jobby for my skirt. a project signing who's been injured the last three years, give him six grand a week no bonuses, just take your time mate, that'll be welcome to Hearts Greg Stewart <laughs> aye exactly but uh, I, also, I agree with
1: the, and I don't like agreeing with Jumbo's kickback, but I agree with um, the Craig White intake He's playing against mostly part-time players. Like, I don't think he's a good football player at all. Craig See, Whiting,
3: love- yeah, Craig Waiton's level's not come up. The level that he's playing at has gone down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a very good way of putting it. I, I, I know what you mean, Paddy. I don't normally agree either, but I agreed with every single one of his comments, that boy. Um Peter Haring as well. He wasn't an average player. He was the statistically the best player in the Austrian second division. And Craig Levine got him from my scout. And he got lucky because who else is fucking scouting the Austrian second division? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let's also remember, we signed him as a centre back and he just turned out to be a great midfielder. So, <laughs> he... turned out to be this absolute baller. in Craig Levine <laughs> went, Oh my God. If you sign uh, as many players as Craig Levine signed, you're going to find one or two gems in there. Uh, just, exactly. just statistics. Yeah. Some of the signings. Remember,
0: I'll never forget Ben Danny Amananqua. Oh. Right, and I remember he got subbed on for the last half an hour, and I just knew from the way he walked onto the pitch that he was going to be a flop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, thank you, Hammy. Um, do you know what? Budge out. <laughs> 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 so, oh, wow! Uh, I'll give. Give Joel Savage two transfer windows before that,
4: part. You know, someday, actually, just to quickly about the whole budget part and all that, I, I, we've got a new CEO, and we've still yet to hear, like, anything from him. CEO, sorry. golf. <laughs> I would like to see a bit more... You know, we've got a new sporting director, a new CEO, and Bud is clearly getting She's, ready to leave, which is fine. Thank you. Bye-bye. So a bit more coming out from... The new, I can't even I can't even mind the new CEO's name. I just but,
2: figured he was on furlough.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <Put him laughs> he might. Maybe he can't
0: work Zoom. He's just not been able to work. <laughs> uh, what was his name, Paddy? You should know, big golf man yourself.
1: I don't have a
0: clue. Can't remember his <laughs> name. That's fine. Well, thank you, Hammy. Um, well, let's look ahead now and uh, Paddy. Let's look ahead to our next fixture. Who are we playing? <laughs> Camelot. <laughs> so we're playing Camelot or Broader Rangers or Dunfermline on either Saturday or Tuesday.
1: Well, we're, well, we're definitely playing Dunfermline <laughs> on Tuesday. It's just whether we get a Scottish Cup tie this weekend.
0: Aye. Madness. So, Should go um, ahead.
4: The pitches,
3: everyone seems to be thawing out.
4: They they, so, doing, doing, out. They're moving the match yeah. to somewhere else. Um, yeah. so it's not going to be on the Camelon Juniors pitch, I think it's going to be a B- semi-professional pitch. B- s- <laughs> 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 <a> <laughs> so hopefully but that, I think it's been rearranged, this is like the third time or something, so okay. we might, yeah, Paddy's right we might play on the Scottish Cup on Saturday we might not right.
0: and that replay is scheduled for
4: Wednesday night? 7 Wednesday 25.
0: night. Yeah. So they're expecting it. A... Sorry, what? <laughs> right, so we'll find out on Wednesday night if we're playing on Saturday.
1: Oh, right. Sorry. I thought you meant the game after the Dunfermline game was
0: scheduled for the Wednesday night after
4: it. I wouldn't go no. past
0: the SFA party, but no, it's not that. <laughs> the
4: thing is, this has got to be a juniors team that's playing a full 90, possibly 120 minutes. They're playing Wednesday, that they need to play us on the Saturday.
3: What us make
4: them look like Galacticos.
3: Reserve team <laughs> against us like Naevala.
0: It's uh, it's away for home, whoever we're playing. Are we at home? I think it's, no, I think it's... Th- I don't
4: I think, know. I actually. think
0: we're away. And I'm quite worried about that. We are away. <laughs> yeah. Are we to Camelot? David don't even care about that.
2: Currently, currently, it is TBD versus Hearts at 3 o'clock on Saturday.
4: Is Broader like no miles away as well, like past Aberdeen Inverness and all that.
0: Uh side and like aye. I don't know where Camelot is. I think it's in Nottingham somewhere. It's a know. made up. It's a made up place. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck knows. I bet we draw. <laughs> <laughs> we get another bloody replay.
2: For the for the record, and uh, uh, it's likely going to be Broader let's be honest, in, no. in their last three games, their last three competitive games, they have scored 20 goals.
0: <laughs> For sake. But Have they conceded they beat, more than
4: 20?
2: They've conceded one.
4: Oh. Which, <laughs> oh, interesting. So they
2: beat, they beat Devran Vale 5-0, they beat Wick Academy 5-1, and they beat Fort William 10-0. I've oh, Fort,
4: Fort William's, Williams team
2: shite. They're
0: the worst team in Britain. I seen uh, Devrenville versus Spartans last season, um, and they were they were pretty shit. Like we should be beating them.
4: <laughs> oh dear, that'll be there interesting.
0: It will be interesting. Um, so we'll uh, we'll talk about either one or two games when we record next week. Weird. To
3: give to give an idea of where Broda is, it's only two hour drive from John O'Groats
0: Oh dear. Oh be flying up there no you can't hey. COVID
3: <laughs>
1: well apart, well, apparently you can fly to Dubai though yep
0: yeah. Well, come on to that
2: just to, just to add just to add to my point there from before bro I've only played three league games this season
0: <laughs> 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 oh Christ I'm, I'm quite worried about that like both teams to score on your coupon anyway <laughs> um, Cameron Cameron Uh, We'll go over to you for buy or sell now and see how you've managed to do this with uh, one or two games ahead.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Jarvie, for the wonderful task of trying to put together a buy or sell without actually knowing what game we're going to have next. So so here goes nothing. I've, I've cobbled together three questions for you and hopefully we can get back to some kind of understanding of what we're doing going forward. So with that in mind... Question one for the new year. Buy or sell hearts to have made a single signing by the next time we record, which will be the
0: 11th of January. Sell. Mm, Sell. We'll be recording on the 12th. Playing Dumb Femlin on the Tuesday. (laughs) We might not even have a game before the 11th. (laughs) Uh-huh. Buy or sell, will we have a podcast? Will we have a game to talk about when we record on Monday the 11th of January?
2: Buy or sell, actually let you do your in segment.
0: Sell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks. Sell. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm going to sell, but what I think we might have done is bring in somebody on, tri- on, 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 as a trialist so that they can try out the club and
3: see if it works for them. See if they want that 30 grand a week or whatever they're
4: fucking <laughs> wanting. It's a six foot five, 22 year old English striker, you say? <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's continue with the questions. In number two, still not game specific. <laughs> on the back of the uh, change in restrictions by the Scottish government today, Buy or sell the lower leagues to have been suspended by the next time we record? Sell.
0: Sell. Have sell. Done
3: now. Sell, aye, they either staying.
2: I, and I put this in just almost as a discussion point because we haven't gone over it and I think it's probably worth talking about in that yes, they've said there's no change to professional sport, but what we've seen so far is no consistency from the SFA themselves, so whether or not that changes their stance and they continue potentially just with the Premier League it'd be, it'd be worth knowing what you think because I think there is a possibility that we don't get to the end of the season
0: It's too early to start talking like that now <laughs> Everybody <laughs> calm down I think
3: with the, with the testing I think we'll be fine I think the fact that we can yeah. isolate clusters and these these teams are testing, especially Hearts are testing all the time, but how often do these lower league teams test? And are is it once every week?
4: They don't. They, they don't. don't at all. No. no, That's why there's no positives because they just don't test.
3: I will maybe maybe soon then I can. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: oh,
2: we're a positive bunch tonight. We are. We are top of the league, you know. i five points clear. all that. <laughs> Game in hand, you know. While we're here, actually Right, we are Five points clear at the top of the league
3: If we win our game in hand and beat Dunfermline We'll be 11 points ahead
2: No, we we don't have a game in hand over Dunfermline Oh, do we not, sorry So, we've won 8 of our 10 games We've scored 30 goals Which is 8 higher than the nearest Other team in the league, which is Dundee We've got a goal difference of Plus 17, which is 7 better than everybody else We're flying. It's fine. We have this league wrapped up by the end of February. Done. It's all right, boys. Calm down.
3: (laughs) Flipping though, isn't it? (laughs) League
1: cancelled by the end of January. No promotions, no relegations. Hearts back in court.
0: Yep.
2: And on no. that, thanks, Paddy. Um the last question in these this broken completely broken in back segment. Back in court. <laughs>
0: How much money will QC QC Thompson make? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I've changed this line on the back of something Hammy just said, and the fact that if we do play someone this weekend, they will be a junior side who have just played a game midweek. And probably don't have the fitness level as a professional team because of all good jobs, although that maybe just means staying at home at the moment. So, <laughs> hearts to beat whoever it is we play. If we play at the weekend somewhere, <laughs> buy or sell us to win that game by four or more goals.
3: Sell, <laughs> sell,
2: <laughs> buy. I'm buying that. I'm also Bye. buying it.
3: I'm buying it. Double X figures. Is. Hawken, Lake Talbot always gives us a game. <laughs>
4: you're you're <laughs> no wrong, like. <laughs> do.
0: Down to Camelot, nick a point, uh, I mean, nick a goal. <laughs> Get the hell out of
2: Dodge. And if we've learned anything for looking at Bro, if it is them, we—I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be an absolute barnstormer. It could be about 10-6.
0: Imagine how cold <laughs> it is. Aye. Oh, aye. Craig Gordon will have his joggies on again. Oh, Aye. <laughs>
2: And that's it for me. I will update you on how this wonderful set of questions and answers gets on next week and uh, update you on your scores.
0: Ta. Thank you, Cameron. Right, Paddy, it's time. Celtic are on Dubai on their jollies. (laughs) They got permission from the SFA and Hibs agreed to arrange their, uh, their fixture, which was meant to be this weekend. I'm absolutely rattled by this, and you clearly are too. What have you got to say? It's a fucking joke.
1: <laughs> like, sorry, how are they allowed to travel that far when we've just been locked down again? Like, I hope they get stuck over there for like six months.
4: I don't, know, like- um, I don't know if you've seen, Paddy, just to add to your rage, um, the the government essentially called the SFA out about it tonight. they just done this, saying hopefully the SFA look into it. And then, SA, and then Celtic released a statement on Twitter Just saying, nah, they agreed to it It's fine, genuinely <laughs> <laughs> they, All right. they, they have taken no responsibility They do not give a shit they just...
2: So it's the CFA then <laughs> and, uh, and, and to add to it probably slightly more for you Paddy Edinburgh's own uh, lottery winner, Jane Park She's also decided to go to Dubai with
0: the Celtic team <laughs> With the Celtic team <laughs>
2: No, maybe made that bit up. Like,
1: fuck off, you bunch of bastards.
0: Uh, Fuck off.
4: Just, again as well, just to maybe add a wee bit of rage, maybe take a little bit away. (laughs) Hibbs didn't actually, Hibbs genuinely, Hibbs said no. Um, (laughs) Did they? And and then the SFA just done it anyway. They just moved that game so they could go... (laughs) It's fucking God. embarrassing. I hate Celtic. Oh,
1: <laughs> like, oh really, it, this really, whole really
4: thing excited. is just mad. Oh,
0: See
1: man. if maybe if they weren't thinking about going on their jollies, they might have done something back at the weekend. Fucking arseholes,
0: <laughs> pricks. <laughs> oh, the league's gone in that city. Cameron, my
1: must go to Dubai. <laughs>
0: Cameron, go and do another Neil Lennon line. They're always good good fun to have in the back burner.
2: No, if I he's got to fired now. There's there's no way they fire a man while he's on his holidays because they'll have to pay
0: for him <laughs> back. Holidays <laughs> uh, oh, they they're got, paid for. Crystal Better got put on loan when he was getting married. <laughs> Anything can happen.
2: Because Ann Budge is savage.
0: <laughs> uh, just finally on a, on a kind of COVID uh, slash partying mode, uh, a whole host of English Premier League players have been caught breaching rules over Christmas and New Year with little to no punishment. Um, there's been some thought some other punishments should be. The three match bans or hefty fines. Have you boys got any ideas on what should happen to them?
2: Uh, you should get what happens to people in the real world. Like, genuinely, you'd get properly reprimanded by your work. like. Uh,
1: I yeah. was more thinking along the lines of, do you know in Game of Thrones when they marched Cersei through the streets? <laughs> <gisards> <laughs> found him. That's that's what I'd go for. Thanks.
0: Nice. Some footballers probably like that shit.
2: Um, I'd um, I'd potentially make them all watch Hearts Are Broth earlier in the season. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, on a serious note, I was listening to TalkSport this morning. And there was a, a male nurse called in and said he was actually crying, uh, talking about it. And he said they should be made to go and work a full shift in a COVID one. I imagine you're just
3: fucking the- chilling. Oh, I've got, I think I've got COVID. I really can't breathe. Oh, here comes Gabriel Jesus to, uh, <laughs> to take your
2: temperature
0: and take some blood.
2: It could be worse. It could be Eddie White.
0: <laughs> just raging, oh, <laughs> shouting at you. Get that fuck up. <laughs> Well, there you go. Some food for thought. What a weird time to be alive this is, eh? Um, but the good news on the vaccine front, at the current rate, it looks like we're going to miss the Euros. But hopefully be back at Castle for the start of next season. If the season doesn't get binned. <laughs> oh, Everything's just fucked eh? up. Um, well, thanks, boys. Um, that's all we've got time for today. <laughs> Many thanks to you, Simon, Cameron, Hammy, and Paddy. And special thanks to Padman's Group Productions for his copious amounts of editing time as ever. Um, you, were, you were quite quite fair with what you called Celtic this week, Paddy. If I don't think you need to edit yourself out too much. <laughs> um, if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe, even leave us a nice review and spread the good word around Gorgay. So, until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon.
1: Good job, boys. <laughs>